are there, I suppose, common mistakes people make with, with the, the way they try to put stories and content out? And I suppose I, I mean this more from the angle if you'll see a lot of content that gets sent in uh, and you obviously have to decide what you think is going to be of interest to your to your readers uh, or your audience, it, it, it is the common mistakes people make with the way they present information to, to, for it to be engaging enough in the first place. Um, yeah, uh, I suppose just from a journalistic point of view or writing point of view, um, obviously a lot of the information we get is not in regional stories, it's press releases. That's probably yeah. six, six. It's the output from companies who want publicity. And that 60% of your stuff comes from that. 20% comes from uh, other sources, other third-party sources, but not companies. So maybe other media or a national newspaper has broken a story and you've got something you could add to that or you need to report on it because it's relevant to your readership who may not read that newspaper and so on and so forth. And then the other 20% is sort of is, is original digging and, and that stuff. I think most people would admit that's the percentages or those are the percentages. But And the mistake most, most people take with press releases, uh, another material that they're given is, is uh, they tend to take the spin that the person writing the press release has. And you're quite, and it's not unusual uh, in some areas of uh, particularly trade media for press releases to be regurgitated verbatim. Um, and it's rather depressing actually, but because <laughs> the writer involved is either is too busy, too under-resourced or too bored by their own job to sit down. Because quite often I always say, um, to our reporters and other people who want to be, you know, or, or people who come to me and say, they I want to be a journalist, is is that um, quite often, it's, it's always, it's a running joke that quite often they'll put a quote from the chief executive at the end of the press release. He will then drop in a bomb at the end of the second of the second paragraph of their quote, which is much more interesting than the rather dull stuff they put in, they're trying to get out at the top, which annoys the PR people intensely, but that, that's their fault for putting it in the end, <laughs> putting it at the end of the quote. <laughs> Um, so all it just requires you to do is read the press release properly and go, is their angle actually the most interesting piece of information on this piece of paper or PDF? And is it is this what we should report? Well, if that was the case, because they've just launched a whole new business, that's fine. Um, but it does annoy them when the chief executive says at the end of that, oh, by the way, our competitors' ones are rubbish. So we thought we'd launch a better one. And then you go, so you therefore have your new headline, which is, you know, chief executive major major estate agency says uh, competitors are rubbish as he launches new business. You know, do you yeah. see what I mean? So uh, that so a common mistake is to is to not rank the information you're sent, whether it's in a press release or an interview or a, um, or whatever, and just not always take the line of the people who were feeding that information as being the correct line to take in the in the context or the story. Or whatever. Interesting. Okay, so uh, as a um... As an editor, are there things that you see in terms of I don't know blog posts that get put out by different firms that it's all obviously all all trying to generate interest around a topic. Are you finding that it's all often quite samey and, and hasn't looked at the audience properly in terms of like the bit that you mentioned earlier, um, or are we, do you see that actually generally people do quite well at trying to tailor the advice, or, or, or does it look like it's just been spat out of a, no, you know, an, an AI generator? No, that's a very good question. Well, I, for, a, for a period five years ago, I, um, yeah, which is good fun and stuff, but I probably wouldn't do it as a career. But um, I worked for a major UK bank as, you know, doing content for them via an agency who I was employed by. Um, and the trouble with the said bank, who I won't name for obvious reasons, but, you know, I just, 
but uh, was that they were incredibly conservative about what they put out. They were absolutely petrified that anything they put out was going to be picked up by the national media and they'd be crushed underfoot, you know. So, so consequently, all of their content was interesting and useful, but certainly had nothing really that uh, p picked up the general reader's interest. It, so they had to spend a lot of money delivering that information via social media, paid, paid social media and paid, paid CRM marketing campaigns, which is true of estate agents as well, you know, to, to try and get, cut, to get the cut through. The problem is that um, limited companies and corporations alike are understandably afraid of reputation damage, damage from uh, content that's a bit too fruity. And I get that. I've got no good problem with that. It's, it's not a bad thing. It's just fact of life. And um, I remember I, I, did, I helped out once with a South London estate agent who wanted some blogs written. And he was a sort of friend of mine, and still is. But, I, uh, but he said, can you write some blogs for us and we'll pay you? I went, okay. And I suggested they do do it. And I did write a piece about how the fact that most of their patch was absolutely teeming with celebrities. And they had sold several properties on behalf of celebrities and very successfully. And they were very happy with that. But the trouble is they wouldn't do it because they, <laughs> they're going, oh, no, but what... No, what happens if all of our celebrity clients take offense to the fact that we're sort of highlighting how we work for them? You know, what would happen? Oh, no, we'll lose, like, you know, oh, no, we'll lose them as customers. They might complain, uh, uh, so, which is understandable. But that, that is a difference between content for, a, which is fine, you know, content for a commercial company and content for a, a commercial journalism output is the, the two are very adrift when it comes to reputation. Because unless, you know, other than being sued, no, no newspaper is, has any reputation to to defend really, because um, you're because you're because um, you're because you you are a, you're supposed to be a neutral um, a commentator and on on what's going on in your industry and you're supposed to also but also you're supposed to write stuff when when companies are doing bad thing. Uh, so whereas an estate agent has a different reputation to and a very you know their their, their business is their reputation. Yeah, so yeah. it's a very two different, two very different things. Anyway. It's tough, and I think you're right because you want to put content out there that's interesting, but it, it, you, you do need to be able to showcase a bit of personality with it. I think as a you know company brand, whatever. But it's there, there is that inherent fear of will it get misconstrued, taken taken out of context. Um, and I get that because I actually had this with um, a PR piece we put out years ago uh, as a different company, uh, not as as Survey Booker. And um, a lot of the content that was in the, the post got attributed to me actually as uh, as things I'd I'd said, and there was only one mm. small quote I'd made within there. So factually, it was completely <laughs> incorrect, and it got torn into you know, torn into different bits and segments that took things yeah. out of context. Yeah, um, and it was quite damaging actually, and they ended up taking it down completely because they acknowledged that it was uh, you know actually uh they've been creative with what was quote and what wasn't quote and that's <laughs> yeah very very creative yeah. and um <laughs> and um so I, I can see why companies would fear that but i suppose at the same time it's an opportunity to stand out and and you know you're not gonna not everyone's gonna be your customer so that those that then uh, resonate with the type of message and, and personality you've got are more likely to engage well actually the um the the, the liveliest amongst all of this um, are the conveyances, uh, and so conveyances have this reputation for you know they are legal professionals, so they they they're respected, and quite often you know there's two things which exercise them. One is government in uh, lack of action in their industry to make it better, and also the other one is 
that um, they like to moan about estate agents <laughs> who, who make a mess of their, well, they claim make a mess of their, um, you know, their sales and stuff, uh, sorry, their, their pipeline yeah. uh, and this sort of thing. And during COVID, there's a lot of sort of, um, you know, uh, bomb lobbying <laughs> over the wall by both sides because they were getting frustrated by the slow pace of sales during COVID. Um, but, but, but conveyances are quite good at doing that, that sort of output and that sort of content because A, everyone respects them because they don't have a reputation problem. Um, also, they are, but, and I suppose the learning would be for anyone who wants to do content is they talk about topics which they feel they would never be criticized for being fruity about. Um, you know, so, so they might say, you know, the housing secretary, Michael Gove, has done nothing for us in the last four years. You know, why did he put his finger out and help conveyance, help the general public by helping conveyances sell homes quicker? You know, and they, because Go's not going to sue them and everyone's going to applaud them for having a pop at the government. You know, you see what I mean? So, yeah. so that, as long as you pick your subjects carefully, whereas celebrities are much more dangerous area because celebrities are incredibly sensitive people about their, their own private lives and their own houses and where they live and who, who lives near them and who sells their homes. So, so yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I completely get that.